us again. Hello. Yeah, we have returned <laughs> from the depths of... Depths of episode four? And also SoundCloud. <laughs> yes. And also SoundCloud. Yes, and also SoundCloud. This is going to be a fun episode, isn't it? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. Like all of the other ones? No, they weren't fun at all. I think everyone kind of just disliked them. Okay. Yeah. Let's try and set a new low. So, yeah, let's, let's <laughs> absolutely... Let's mess goal. this up, mm. right? We need to make sure we mess this up completely well. The favourite console, it's been... How long has it been since it was released? It's been around about... Well, it was released in March 3rd, right? So that's four around months? about four... Yeah, four months, four and a half months since it's released. Seems like a good time now to actually have some impressions about it. That's right. It's the one, the only... I guess we're going to uh, switch it up. The Switch. It's the Switch. Guys, it's the Switch. I knew that with annoy probably everyone. So it's the Switch. I never want to speak to you again. <laughs> it that, was worth it. No, no, it wasn't. It's why. <laughs> it's it's the perfect console for puns. Do you just not want us to have listeners? It's the perfect console for puns. Really yeah, do. we're talking about the Nintendo Switch. It's a really cool console. Overall, I think it was weird because back when it was sort of like a thing of it's going to give you home gaming and also be portable, it was like, okay, sweet. So you're going to make a Wii U 2 electric boogaloo thing. It's just going to be a Wii U, but with less tethering. And it turned out to be something completely different. Yeah, I don't think I don't think I was expecting it to go this way. Like when the announcements came out, mm -hmm. it was very different to what I thought. Yeah. Um, mainly because this feels very much like a mix between the handheld and home console. And I thought it was always going to be a separate thing that they were going for. Mm. So I thought it would always be like, you know, the 3DS um, and, and that line. And then uh, very much like there's a home console. But this one sort of figured both out. In a way, I kind of... I tend to do a lot of comparisons between it and the PS Vita, except that this is way better than the PS Vita. <laughs> yeah, I think the problem it had Maybe was, you should yeah. you know, tell people what the PS Vita is, because no one knows. Yeah. <laughs> like... So if anyone knows what the PSP was, basically the PSP or PlayStation Portable was a portable PS2, and it was pretty good. It, it did at least give Sony some level of success against Nintendo with the DS, which is a big thing. And then the PS Vita came out and they somehow screwed all of their hard work up um, by releasing a very powerful handheld console at a very high price point and not actually having a lot of good third-party games or even first-party games to actually kind of keep it going. The only thing that were good were launch stuff. Like, I think the, the main games I played of PS Vita were um, Uncharted and Ridge Racer as well. Which is like the worst game ever. And I think you're the one person I know who's ever seen, played, or owned a PS Vita. I still have it. Um, wow. I use it. Basically, I just use, use it. Use it as a paperweight. No, I use it to just play PS1 games portable. That's okay. literally it. I use it to play Final Fantasy IX and Seven, And that's about it. Because it's, it's pretty good because of that. That's the one feature I like is that you can access the PS1 classics, which happened after an update. 
um, when you could already access PS1 classics on the PSP. Okay. Yeah, that was the biggest issue I had with the PS Vita was but why then... does it not be why is it not able to make a virtual PS One when the PSP can do it flawlessly? Yeah, but then you have a lot of um, I guess PS One games, PS Two games as well, through especially the PS Three um, online kind of PlayStation Network store yeah. sort of thing. I kind of think that use is a little bit obviously it's good because you're actually using it but <laughs> you can probably play those games elsewhere yeah you can play them on the ps3 but the whole point was playing them portably in yeah, the same sort of way it. that the switch is actually quite good mm. like i think that's one of the things that makes the switch like work well is you have bigger games like zelda and i am set sooner for example as well Disgaea um, 5 that work well on its sort of form factor of having something that yeah you can play it at home but it's just as good in terms of its performance when you pick it up and take it away with you because mm. obviously in terms of a console the others outstrip it in kind of general performance and mm. the sort of games that at the moment they've got coming onto it because but the things that it's going up against are consoles that have had longer life cycles mm. they've got a lot more for it um, but the biggest thing is probably that anything that goes onto it, you can take it with you. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, if you still kind of ignore the one-two-switch short stuff, um, similarly to, like, I guess Wii Sports, I know it was quite popular, but I guess that was based on the fact it came with the console anyway. I think that is one of the biggest downfalls of it, is that it doesn't come with a game like one-two-switch out come of with the it. box. It should have come with it. Admittedly, if you have a bit of a research from at least some figures that exist, Nintendo don't make a lot of money per Switch unit. Mm. Um, but it's still something where I would have, I wouldn't have minded paying an extra, because um, in the UK here at least it was two hundred seventy nine pounds or two hundred eighty. I wouldn't have absolutely minded at all paying three hundred and having one two switch as a bundled game digitally on the switch on its storage but how much was it by itself it was maybe like 40 40 it was, it was a full 40, game right? it was it, full was, price it game. was a full price game and yeah. it's a shame because it's a really good game and it does show off a lot of what the switch does in terms of its hd rumble which is great but it's it's not it's the expensive one gonna, for what it yeah. is it's not the one mm. you're going to when you ask people what shall we play Everyone's going to go, one, two, switch. Mm, no. Not really. No. There's always going to be something else. Yeah. Like, like Yeah, absolutely. Like Zelda. Um, but I think in terms of the Switch, there are, like, a, overall, it's a great console and it's a great concept, but it just hasn't had a lot that's been proven yet with the games that have currently come out. Um, but I kind of see two sides to that argument because the first, a lot of people have an issue with the Switch not having a huge library of games or most of the games being ports. But on most consoles when they released, including the PS4 and even the PS3, most of the games that came out were ports in the first few months, in the first year. So I, I, I don't see a problem with it at the moment. Yeah, I mean, mm. I I think the biggest kind of stopper point for me at this stage is the game library. But then I was having a think and this is one of the first times I think I've I've bought a console on launch uh, with like pre-ordering, things like that. And actually, when I go back in previous ones, like my PS3, my PS4, I'd always got them like several years into mm. into their run 
And so I was I was picking them up in bundles with some of the best games out there, which you can mm. get. And as soon as I had that, I could go and I could jump on online and find more games, search websites for the best games currently out and mm. all this sort of stuff. Um, and obviously that just unlocks so much potential. And I think to a certain degree, I'm being a little bit unfair in my expectations for the Switch based on its current library because it is very small mm-hmm. even when you consider the ports but actually when you when you figure it out to being only a few months old even the first year is going to be relatively slow and usually around the holiday seasons for christmas times you're going to see a, a ramp up of games anyway mm-hmm. and then as it goes through a few more years and maybe some other developers figure out what they can bring to the system you're going to start bringing like you're going to start seeing a range of experiences for it mm-hmm. and i think that's when it's really gonna like bloom come into its own mm-hmm. um, especially when you start getting bundle deals because it's quite a cheap console mm-hmm. in comparison to it, some of the others taking into account what it does even though at the moment yeah, it's price point of 279 pounds for the switch and then having to get you know either your games on cartridge or getting an sd card because of its storage when you kind of think of it it is a very cheap console compared to everything else you can get a ps4 as an original PS4 at the same price as that, that has most probably maybe a terabyte of storage. But what you don't get is the ability to be able to play big games out and about with you. And the biggest thing for me with the Switch, especially with your Switch, because we both have one, Mm. um, you have one that has snipper clips on it. And that was the first multiplayer game that we played. And it was great that after getting a console, not needing to get extra storage, because you most likely have a big enough micro sd card around because we had a 16 gig that we just put into yours um and get paying what was it like 15 pounds for snipper clips yeah that was that was good price so for less than the cost of getting a ps4 an original ps4 and a controller we were already set up with a switch a really good puzzle game it comes with two controllers and we were able to play it both at home and on the go together. I don't yeah. think there's any other console that has the ability to give you a multiplayer experience wherever you want out of the box without and, you having to buy extra controllers. And also to allow you to have multiplayer in the way that you've described, but to also allow you to load up other users on the same system seamlessly. Mm-hmm. Um, because even with the fact that you can kind of have it with things like the PlayStation systems, it becomes a lot harder to switch in between players and keep your saves and all that sort of stuff and move things around. Um, And that's one of a really nice thing to see with the Switch. You can just kind of have different um, players set up. The only issue with that is obviously at the moment, there's no like cloud saves or anything like that for for save data and Mm. stuff like that. So I guess it's, harder to save it all locally if you do have multiplayers but yeah it's just something quite nice yeah i think the cloud saves issue is it's hard to tell what's happening it's annoying still that there isn't a way that you can archive your saves and i think that's something that's really been maybe overlooked it's possible that the reason that they haven't let you archive saves is because people will then use saves for things like homebrew or so on, like what happened on the PSP and what ended up happening on the PS Vita with certain early games. But I would have thought, even in this sort of like early stage before they have online fully set up, that they would have some sort of way of organizing saves. Possibly, we might find that when the app comes out and later on, 
for the Nintendo Switches online. Um, it should be coming out, I think, with Splatoon <laughs> 2. Yeah. That That's when online saves will be a thing. That's an interesting thing at the moment, though, isn't it? The online mm-hmm. portion. Because I think, yeah, you can play things like you can play things like Zelda and everything on the Switch, and that's great how it's running and all that sort of thing. But um, I think the the biggest strength of it is definitely multiplayer. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's the biggest thing for it because you can obviously play two player on the consoles. Um, if you have more controllers, even like there's been times where we've used two of the con- two of the uh, Joy Cons for two players, so two controllers for two players on one console, and then. Um, even connected up the pro controller mm-hmm. uh, to the same console, it does mean obviously you're playing on a smaller display, which you can choose to plug into a TV. Uh, but that's three people on one console playing Mario yeah. Kart. Yeah, playing Mario Kart. <laughs> Absolutely. And then even if you have other consoles, um, you've then got other options with a few kind of different setups. And actually, the Mario Kart thing's really good. As soon as you bring out something like Mario Kart, people who don't consider themselves into hardcore gaming, different sort of gaming kind of size of things, people are usually like, yeah, this yeah. is good. This is fun. And actually, you couldn't really do that with the the DS system. It would be more a thing if someone might come along and go, that looks awesome. And they'd look over your shoulder and go, mm. that is great. I'll have a quick check. But actually, screen's a bit too small. Can't really see it from that angle. So I'll, I'll leave. But with this sort of thing, it opens it up to actually just people finding ways into playing these games that they mm-hmm. probably wouldn't have ever bothered trying. Yeah. Because um, they'd be like, hey, cool, that looks really great. Here's a controller. And you're all just suddenly playing. And Absolutely. Nice. I think that's the one thing that's good about it is that it does bring back the standard sort of multiplayer aspect of gaming. Um, so if you... I would almost say that at least even at its earlier stage, if you're looking to get a Switch for the multiplayer aspect in terms of playing it with games like Snipperclips or Mario Kart or even the co-op games like Shovel Knight does co-op as well. Yeah. Um, they Street both Fighter. work with one Joy-Con, Street Fighter 2. So you don't need to buy another controller for it. So rather than spending the money on another controller, you're just spending money on the games that you can play. Mm. Mario Kart Deluxe isn't too expensive on the Switch. Um and Snipperclips is one of the cheapest games you can get on it that's really fun to play for two players yeah, yeah. so it's, it's definitely a good even game. things like um i know you're not a massive fan of it but there was things when we first uh looked at getting switches we went through a store and there's things like a uh, fast rmx which is i guess the closest thing you can say is kind of like wipeout it's it's not it's not anywhere near as good but it was relatively cheap it and it's, it's a multiplayer game and it, it might suit some people. I think that's going to be in another episode where we talk about <laughs> games I don't like. Um, <laughs> there's there's some feelings there. There are some feelings. Um, anyone who purchases a Nintendo Switch, just don't get Fast RMX. Wait for Redout. It's going to be coming out later. We, no one knows when. Game. No, Redout is going to be Yeah, I mean, Redout looks like it's going to be better, but that's why they're effectively the same game. So it's looks like it's better to wait for that yeah i mean i don't think i've had the same sort of experience with switch mainly because i've i've played it significantly less Mm. but in honesty i think for me the biggest thing with the switch is actually how it's starting to get the indies on Mm. the indie crowd and i mean i just know the biggest thing that will get me to play it is once hopefully uh stardew valley finally hits like that's that's the Mm. game that is Um, the game i pretty much yeah when i got the switch I think I got the Switch based off of the fact that both The Legend of Zelda and Stardew Valley were coming out. Yeah. If Stardew Valley wasn't coming out, 
I may have actually got The Legend of Zelda on a Wii U and just got a Wii wow. U used. Yeah. There's a pro- not a definite this would have happened, no. but it would have been something I would have considered for playing that one game yeah. as opposed to anything else. It's it's a cool console. I mean, to go on to the topic of games, the ports, because there aren't a lot of, to be honest, with the Switch, if you're considering buying it, at least at this stage, my point has always been wait up until the holiday season Wait especially now that super mario odyssey is um, at least scheduled for release in october i would say maybe november december would be a good time to get a switch if you don't have one and if you haven't been compelled to get one yet because it's likely that there's going to be a lot more games indie and main developer that are going to be True. coming out by that they're time they're going to bring a lot more exactly and there'll be more unique games on the switch as opposed to anything else but even then with the ports there's so much that the ports add even at base just the portability aspect at most it, it almost changes the way that you're playing the game because of that like with um, Disgaea 5 complete you can get that not on the switch you can get Disgaea 5 on the ps4 most probably quite cheap used from computer exchange or um, ebay or whatever it is um, and then you can get the dlc from the psn store and it will play pretty much exactly the same as the version of Disgaea 5 Complete that you get on the Nintendo Switch, because mm. that's what it is. It's Disgaea 5 with all of the DLC. But on the Switch, it's not necessarily you have all the DLC there, but it's just that having something like Disgaea, like an RPG of that style on something very small that you can take out with you, absolutely perfect. That works really great as well, because specifically with Disgaea, it's all about like the graphics quite minimal, Mm-hmm. Um, which works really well, especially for the, the smaller display. Mm-hmm. Um, they're very crisp and they're very lovely, mm-hmm. but they're just a lot more simplified than you maybe expect from like your standard triple um, A sort of games. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's not, you know, your, your Final Fantasies, um, but it suits the Switch extremely well. Absolutely. Even yeah. Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, there's a lot of people who um, will have had a Wii U that's a very strange thing to say. It was a popular <laughs> console, at least from launch, for its first few yeah, it months. Really well, it did it? really well for the first few months. And Mario Kart 8 is definitely going to be one of the more popular games on it. And a lot of people will maybe compare it to Mario Kart 8 Deluxe and think, well, why am I going to get a Switch just to play Mario Kart when I can play it on a Wii U and get it slightly cheaper? I would say Mario Kart 8 is like the experience on the Switch is the definitive experience. You can play it on a bus, you can play it on a train, you take it with you to work and you can play it with some friends during your lunch hour or some friends after work if you want to. It's It makes so much sense to have that out and about with you and I don't really think it's something you can actually explain up until you see it up close and personal and understand you're playing also, something of that level portable. Also, if you've got quite a few friends across different platforms, um, Things like uh, Minecraft and additionally when it comes out, which it should be soon, I believe, Christmas kind of end, um, Rocket League, they're cross-play games. So you can actually play them with your friends on um, like Xbox and PC as well, mm. um, which is different to actually the, the PlayStation um, because I was, I was looking into Rocket League a while back and um, it seems like with uh, specifically that game, 
if you've got it on PlayStation, I believe you're staying only within the PlayStation players. Is that on Rocket League? Yeah. On Rocket well, with League. Rocket League on PlayStation, there was an update, or I believe it might have been from the start, or it mm. might have been a day one patch that got it so that PS4 could cross play with PC. Interesting. So it I seems think... that how cross play works with Rocket League is mm. that if you're a PC player, you can either play with Xbox One players. Yeah. Or with PS4 ah. players, but you can't play if you have, if for example, you want to do someone's playing on a PS4, someone's playing on a PC, yeah. and someone's playing on an Xbox One, you can't do that yeah. altogether. But with the Switch, I believe you can. With I the Switch, it with looks like you everyone. can play with everyone within that still sort of like White it's either rocket. PS4 or Xbox One, but for example, you can go PC, PS4, Switch, yeah. or PC, Xbox One, Switch. That's pretty cool. Um, it just depends on what it will look like in terms of Rocket League on the Switch and how it will actually drive itself. Yeah, I mean, it. I can imagine that's going to fit the system quite well as well. Mm -hmm. um, and similarly, I guess, with that game, it looks like you're going to get some really kind of superficial extras, but a few little extras based on the Nintendo side, which is mm -hmm. nice. Absolutely. Um, and yeah, it's just nice to even have things like Minecraft and stuff. Mm -hmm. Like, even... Um, with each other like we've sat down and we played uh minecraft just like two player on, on yeah kind of on uh, a big kind of docked mode and um that's something i wouldn't have normally done i don't think because normally mm. if you're going to do multiplayer on minecraft it's you're sat in your own space and you're playing online with other people sat in their own spaces yeah um it's by no means a complete experience because it looks like you can only have someone guest join and you don't hold on to everything that you've, you've done but it's it, it's just a nice little additional um and i think that brings something to it as well yeah i think yeah. with me what's happened a lot with the switch is that i've played a lot of games that i would have otherwise not played so minecraft i got on the switch and i wouldn't have played it um, shovel knight i've already played but on the switch just makes a lot more sense because i can take it out and about with me and i think that's the very powerful thing and the one thing the switch has that i don't think any other console has which is it has portability it has power but most importantly it's popular compared to the ps vita which was powerful and portable it wasn't popular because it was asking essentially the same price as the switch was whilst only being a portable console like the ps vita was literally at launch when i got it 279 pounds for the 3g version um, with which I got Wipeout 2048 for free, which was good. But I didn't have the option of playing it on a big screen. So I was still playing it like on my own. Mm. I didn't have the multiplayer aspect like how I do with the Nintendo Switch right now. It does a lot more at the same price point that the PS Vita does. I think it's going to be a, lot, a much better console overall. One thing I will say though is I, I slightly disagree with you on the SD card kind of management side of things. I don't think a lot of people would necessarily have a large enough SD card to support various amount of games without having to consider buying boxed versions of the games. Because um, there's quite a lot of games, um, especially your your Zeldas, I'm assuming things like Mario Odyssey when that hits, the slightly bigger games that will completely eat through SD cards. Um, and obviously when you're looking at SD cards, they can get a little bit pricier. It's a shame that the the Switch doesn't have more, I guess, onboard storage. I don't know whether that might be like a revision for Vanilla Line and they might be able to do that. But yeah, I mean, that would be one thing that it, it's just to keep in mind. If you do want to play a lot of big games and you want to do the, you know, completely discless, well, cardless, I guess, with this um, and just download them, 
you're going to be maybe eating through that space a bit quicker. Well, I think that's, it's kind of, a, it's, it comes into the point of convenience because I personally don't mind getting a lot of my games on cards. Um, I'm sure even I have like a huge SD card. I have a 200 gig SD card in it that cost me, I think around about 70 pound in my Switch. And even then, I still get a lot of my games on game cards, mainly because they usually come with limited edition bits and pieces here and there, or because I usually get them from Amazon and I'm an Amazon Prime member. I usually get around about a two pound discount pre-ordering them through the web. Mm. So a lot more of the games I'm going to be downloading are going to be indie games. Um, but it comes down to you can get a card case for the game cards on Amazon for I think five or ten pound and it stores quite a lot of games in there. And that's not too bad for you to take around with your Nintendo Switch. And if your thought is, well, I don't want to have to pay money for an SD card, you can get away with doing that and you still have enough space for quite a lot of screenshots and quite a lot of save data directly on the Switch. That's true. So it's not hard to run it without having an SD card if you're willing to go down that route. But I, I, I get it. It's quite expensive. Mm. It's possible that later down the line, yet again in the holiday season, we could be looking at bundles of Switch with SD card. Yeah. And that would work out quite well. Because yeah. even having, it has 32 gig of onboard storage, which after you actually take down the system, you have around about 20, 24 gig useful. If you're getting The Legend of Zelda, you'll have almost, you'll have hardly any space left. 32 gig, if you're running it on a download only sort of system, is not a lot of space. But at the same time, and I know this is maybe a naive way of defending the Switch, but just in a way of, this is possibly what would happen if it were to have more space, which isn't impossible. 128 gig SD cards exist. You can most probably fit that inside the Switch. You're going to be paying a lot more money. Of course. Because it's going to be onboard storage that's directly wired into the console. So it's likely that that console that's £279 all of a sudden becomes £350 and it ends up being a lot less um, desirable because of that yeah. price jump. I guess it's it's just one one other side of the same coin it's a thing of you can either have a, a a console which has more onboard storage and therefore the upfront cost is higher um, and potentially you know you could talk about switch having to be a bit bigger whichever but in any case the upfront cost is higher um but then on the other side it's a case of you can keep the cost of life of console therefore it's the cheapest one out of all your options but then you have to factor in the additional cost on top further down the line, most likely for some sort of SD card, which then kind of starts creeping into actually when you factor in the games are, I think at this point, maybe a bit higher than the PlayStation 3, PlayStation 4 range mm. to a certain point because they don't come back down in price in the same way that PlayStation 4 games do. It seems over to time. be because they're um, cartridge based rather mm. than disc based. So they're likely just yeah. more expensive to make, which of is course. a shame that they're that expensive. But if you if mm. you factor in the fact that the depreciation of the cost of the games doesn't happen in the same way, it's always happened like that, especially with like Pokemon games on, on DSs, they're always still at the same price. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then additionally to that, if you factor in the the SD cards for the downline, that sort of thing, it starts bringing the console in line actually with the cost points of the rest of them. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it's, I know it, it can make it less or more desirable, but it's essentially similar. It's mm. the same thing. Um, well, it depends just on which lengths you're planning to go to. Mm. Yeah. Um, I would say there there's still a possibility of playing it cheaply. Um, but there's also the point of 
maybe you are going to get everything with it and it ends up being quite a bit expensive but the games on it will end up being better um, so if the thought of that is there then yeah the wait time the waiting would most probably be a best idea to see well do i actually want this for the games because you know what i'd want to see i'd want to see something like a luigi's mansion 3 on the switch that would be good cool. see i'm i'm sold anyway because of that announcement that was made saying there is a mainline pokemon game coming to the switch mm-hmm. so that's it like stardew valley mainline pokemon game that's Straight all up. i need <laughs> so actually my my switch use might be quite cheap because it's like two days <laughs> it's, it's a pretty good console absolutely um i would i think the other bits to chat about with it as well are the accessories. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, so we've talked about the games, we've talked about the multiplayer, we talk about the accessories. Um, so there are a few accessories um, available for the Nintendo Switch. Um, and in general, if you're planning on buying one, there's at least one that is going to be absolutely vital. Um, and that is a case. Um, because if you're taking it out with you, there is no way you're putting a Switch directly into your bag. No, 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 no. no. That's asking for a lot of issues because... The screen is just there. Mm-hmm. The like, screen is the biggest bit of it, and it is almost the entire main bulk of the system. But also, yeah, also I can imagine buttons getting a little bit kind of messy or scratched up. Absolutely. You know, all that sort of stuff. Like, you need a case. Yeah. If you're going to pay money on something like that. Especially because the worst thing is, because it uses a USB-C port at the bottom, it's not necessarily a bad thing of the Switch. It's just a thing of the USB-C port. You don't want something to go in there and to jam through the port and mean that you don't get docking and you don't get um charging capability for the Switch. Mm. Um, cases, the Hori Tough Pouch that Nintendo license is around about £10, £15. And it's the tougher case that you can get out of the sort of like what seems to be the main Nintendo ones. Yeah. There's the Nintendo case and then there's the Hori Tough Pouch. Um, you have the Nintendo case yes, as well. How, yeah. how have you been finding that? Yeah, that's been pretty good. Like I do, I do notice slight differences with it. Um, I, I think it does fine. I think I'd be a little bit more concerned, uh, especially when I I do pack it and I I worry about any pressure, because it 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 will obviously bend and be a little bit more malleable. Um, but yeah, it's it's all right. I mean, it it does what a case should do. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got space for a couple of things on the inside as well, which is nice. Yeah, I think the Nintendo Switch accessory set, which is the part of the Nintendo-owned case, that comes with a screen protector as well, it isn't does, it? Yeah. yeah. So if you ever wanted to apply it, we haven't applied screen protectors onto ours, um, but it does come with one. I'm not sure how good yeah. or bad it is, but it's there. It exists. Um, yeah. <laughs> it is a thing. Um, Hori also do a screen protector for the Nintendo Switch. Um, I haven't tried that one either, but it's one of the ones that I'm planning to get. Their premium one, however, is extremely expensive, um, but I would assume that it would give good light transmittance mm. still so that you're not missing out on any definition any of the display. Absolutely. Yeah. But the Hori pouch is the one at least I use. Um, it's good because it seem on its own, it also has space for five um, game cards and also a little strap to hold in other accessories. Um, so I keep a USB-C cable in there and for me to connect into a power pack for if I want to connect the Switch, and then five of the games that I'm playing at the moment, which are pretty much the only five I have. Yeah, currently um, all of the games. Yeah. I mean, because you have your five, and then the one that you can just keep in the Switch, you essentially can take six games with you in that case. That's quite which a lot, is, isn't It's great for taking on holiday, because all you really need is that, a power adapter, and you're sorted, mm. essentially. 
Um, so yeah, the cases, there are quite a few more cases out there. There's like little bags and stuff like that. But I would normally, at least my suggestion would be to not draw attention to yourself because a lot of the bags will have the Nintendo Switch logo on them. Um, is get a case, pop it into a bag, it's sorted out. Yeah. And um, it does good. add a bit of bulk to it, but yeah. Um, what how, else is there? how are you finding the uh, Pro Controller? The Pro Controller is good. Um, it's expensive. <laughs> it's. I'm not going to lie and say that it's cheap. Um, that's the one issue that you may find with the Switch is that the Switch itself is very cheap. Accessories for it are slightly more expensive. DualShock 4 for the PS4, £40, yeah, £45. Nintendo Switch Pro Controller, £59 yeah. from Nintendo, which is expensive. It's a good controller. I mean, I guess it's got a lot going on with it as well. Absolutely. It has the HD rumble. Yeah. Um, it has Amiibo support. I don't use Amiibo. I don't know anyone that does, um, but it has support for it. Yeah. Um, it has an incredibly long battery life. I mean, it gets 40 hours or so. Yeah, it's something... Out of a single charge. I haven't had to actually remember to charge the Pro Controller. I think the last time I got a battery warning for it was a couple of days ago. And that was after not having it plugged in, but still actively using it for at least a month and a half. Wow. Um, which is definitely not what I get from a DualShock 4. A DualShock 4, I'm getting only maybe at most a, hard a day's gaming, gaming session. Yeah. A hard day's gaming. Like if you're in the house and you're like, that's all I'm doing. You sit down and game. You're going to get like a, a hard day's gaming. Even but Not even a hard day's gaming. Up. You're going to even start to notice that maybe after a few hours you're needing to charge it. Like maybe Even so, from yeah. like GTA 5 sessions on my PS4, I've had to charge the Switch controller like at least, what, like after three, four hours because yeah. it said that it's had low battery. It might just be that my controller's old and I need to replace it or get the battery service also on. But it's, it's generally had poorer battery performance compared to what I've gotten from the pro controller mm. it might be because the hd rumble uses a lot less power um possibly I, I guess my just my thought with it is pro controller is nice it is nice it feels great it's lovely mm. it's by no means a necessity um and actually um if you just want to keep everything quite minimal um you within the the switch um setup and everything you get in the box you also get a nice little um I guess grip that you can put the controllers that come with the switch into and it makes it into something that's a bit more like a, a traditional controller um it doesn't feel as comfy but I've found it perfectly fine for most most games um mm. I've sat there and I played a bit of Zelda with it in that mode I've tried um using the pro controller for a bit as well and it is you know it brings the comfort but actually I I, I don't think it's for me, I don't think it's enough mm. to justify the cost on it because I think they've done quite well in bringing the 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 Joy-Cons into a grip mode that yeah. works functionally really well as a standard controller. Well, the Joy-Con grip is good. I just think with the Pro Controller, your buttons are the buttons are bigger on the Pro Controller. So to explain the difference, if you haven't seen pictures of it, um, the Pro Controller's buttons, um, so the face buttons, um, A, B, X, Y, are bigger. Um, plus and minus are actual circles rather than the plus and minus little icons. Um, you have a D-pad rather than directional buttons. So rather than having four separate direction buttons, you have a pad, which you might find is better for fighting games. Yeah, that's um, very true. But even with um, that, even in that, for example, 
Um, if we're talking about something like um, Street Fighter, you can use one Joy-Con and your joystick just becomes movement and it almost becomes like a very, very small arcade controller. Um, the thumbsticks on the Pro Controller have more travel and are much bigger as well. And that's something that is quite useful because the Joy-Con ones, for me, are a bit smaller. So at times, after longer gaming sessions, it kind of feels a little bit uncomfortable, mm. just for me. Um, not to a point that I can't play Zelda for eight hours, just to a point of it feels a little bit small compared to what I expect. Um, but it's 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 a good controller. I definitely wouldn't suggest it for everyone. Um, if you want a pro controller, you'll know you want a pro controller because you're either getting very specific games or like me, you're waiting to see if there's going to be a Monster Hunter out on the Nintendo Switch say, yeah. to be able to play with the Pro Controller. Absolutely. Especially with the directionals. Mm-hmm. I think that's when it's going to come into it because when you're bringing stuff up, you're changing things, all that sort of stuff, I think the directionals on the current Joy-Cons aren't going to be quite up for it mm-hmm. because you're not going to have that speed. Yeah. Um, And that's when the Joy-Cons going to come in. Absolutely. But for the standard sort of stuff, especially like I mentioned, like things like Stardew, um, you know, so even things like Zelda at the moment, it's not, I don't, I don't miss it. I yeah. don't miss not having the Pro Controller. And also it's just, it, you know, part of the reason why I have the Switch is it's so it can be portable and so it's so easy just to dock it and take the controllers out and actually ha- having to just even think about having another controller in you know in amongst all the controllers I already have it's one already too many yeah um, and so it's nice just to keep it minimal yeah I think the pro controller is a good if anything when when we then talk about the next controller that you can get um, it makes a bit more sense for certain uses which is the Joy-Con. So Joy-Con, you get a set of Joy-Con with the Nintendo Switch. Now, if you're wondering what that is, just in case we've been using Joy-Con for the whole conversation, (laughs) you're not sure. Let's clarify this now. (laughs) The controllers on the Switch, so the Switch body itself is actually just the screen. Um, And on the left and right, the little analog sticks on the left and the buttons and so on, those are the Joy-Cons. So you can press buttons on the back of them and you can release them from the Switch. Mm. Um, you can put them into a grip for a controller um, or you can use them each as one separate thing to play two-player games. Some games don't support using them like that, however. So Minecraft, for example, needs you to use a full controller, which would basically be two Joy-Con or one Pro Controller. Mm. Now, if you want to play multiplayer games like that, like Minecraft it means that you need to have another controller set. So if you have a friend you want to play Minecraft with, absolutely, the two choices are you get a pro controller for £59 or you get a set of Joy-Con, <laughs> which costs you £64.99, I believe. Yeah. And then a Joy-Con grip, which doesn't come with the Joy-Con, I believe. Um, so you can get an extra set of Joy-Con for possibly 80 Um, Something between £64 if that it comes with the grip, £80 if you get it with the grip. Um, They are great controllers because they're quite small, so it'll be a bit easier to take around with you. But when it comes to that sort of usage, get the Pro Controller. Um, Because the only other reason I would think to get the Joy-Con is specifically if you wanted to play a game like ARMS multiplayer and you wanted that very specific multiplayer experience, Mm. then get another set of Joy-Con. If you wanted, like, multiple, multiple people to be able to play uh, 1-2 Switch. Yeah. 
Or if in, in, a genuine reason is to get the Joy-Con instead of the Pro Controller is if you want to do four player on one Switch. Um, because yeah. then that way, you only need to get another set of Joy-Con. Because to do four player, you'd need to basically get the controller that comes with the Switch, so the two Joy-Con, and then two Pro Controllers. Or you can get a, just another set of Joy-Con, and that's fine. Even though I can see it's a lot more cosy and comfortable using the Pro Controller. And I, I said I didn't miss it. On what on the other hand, when you do play two player, especially in uh what in the mode where each person has their own singular Joy-Con. So essentially you you disconnect the controllers and then you would hold them sideways. Um and it makes a very small little controller. Um whilst that's functional, especially for things like Mario Kart, um it can become very uncomfortable quite quickly because it's a very small controller at that point. For longer sessions, you'll you'll find that you're maybe experiencing <laughs> uncomfortable kind of hand cramps and things like that, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm all right with it because I've got quite small hands, but I can imagine it becomes tougher. <laughs> Over time. Yeah. <laughs> so other accessories. You can get a USB to Ethernet adapter um, and it will plug into the Switch dock and then it lets you connect up to Ethernet for your net. Um, I haven't had a need for that yet because online hasn't become a thing. Um, yeah. It's it's not a thing yet. Like Splatoon 2 hasn't come out. They haven't released the adapter. The only game that really does anything online um, to an extent is Mario Kart and Wi-Fi has been good enough. Um, so I haven't really seen a use for it. Um, I can see with maybe more serious games like Splatoon or possibly fighting games online you might find that it's going to be better for you to help reduce any sort of lag. Even with things yet again, maybe like Monster Hunter. Yeah. Um, For the online portions of that. If there is a Monster Hunter, yeah. of course. And maybe oh, even yeah, like, we hope. we hope so, yeah. Even if, if they do either an Animal Crossing or a Harvest Moon sort of thing and you yeah. play online and visit other people, like that. that might be quite useful. Um, But other than that, it's it seems to possibly not have a necessity yet, but it could change. Absolutely. Um, I can't think of any other accessories that exist for it. I don't really think there are outside of that. Mm. It's been kept quite minimal, actually. Yeah. Um, it's minimal, but yeah. the, the accessories, I think, are just a bit expensive, admittedly. Yeah. But you will know if you need them. And I think the good thing about the Switch is you don't need any of them at all. Um, the Switch, I mean, except for the case, which I would suggest to get if you're going to be using yeah, it portable, yeah. which is £10, which costs nothing. You can run the Switch without any accessories, without an extra controller, without any extra cables, without anything like that. You can just run it as it is right there. Um, in fact, you don't even need, if you don't want to, connect it into a TV. You can just use it on its own. Yeah, that's um, quite nice. Absolutely. That's quite nice. And that's pretty cool. I think overall, my verdict on it would be, or my suggestions would be, if you are a gamer, get it because you'll likely enjoy it. And there's going to be lots of games, even that you may already have on the PC on Steam, that you're going to enjoy in a much different way on the Switch. Even games like I Am Setsuna, which exist on the PS4, it's just a lot better on the Switch. Like It makes sense to play something that is basically a Final Fantasy 3D game, um, almost like a 3D rendition of Final Fantasy 3, but just with a different story. That makes a lot more sense on the Switch. Um, okay. Shovel Knight is way better on the Switch than it is on my PC. Um, and I would say, I would even go as far as to say that Mr. Shifty, which is also available on the PC, way better on the Switch. See, I would say, I would say if you don't already own the indie titles that are on the Switch, then the Switch could be a nice home for them. 
Mm. If you already own them, I think at this stage you can get by. Because it's a thing where actually I think I think that if if you are a, a gamer, this still might not apply to you. I think if you're a particular super fan of big Nintendo properties, so your your Mario's, your Zelda's, that sort of thing, this is the time to still get it because you're going to have Breath of the Wild straight in your hands. You're going to be able to play that on the go. You're going to have Mario Kart. You're going to have arms available. Um, Mario Odyssey's hopefully coming out quite soon um so you're gonna if you're really into nintendo properties it's worth picking up if you're doing it for the indies and you already have access to them it might be worth maybe still holding off um until you see whether there's more to come from the switch because obviously indie games generally slightly cheaper anyway Mm. you can probably pick them up on like steam sales things like that really really cheap Mm. one two quid um instead of going for a, a more expensive version of the same game, even if sometimes they bring a bit more um, just for that portability. And then additionally to that, if you don't come under one of those two brackets, I think it's a very good like little console, especially if you're looking at one which can accommodate several people onto one system, that might be worth it alone. But the biggest thing I think, I think there's a lot of potential for it, but I think it's still early in its life cycle. It might be worth holding on until maybe, you know, you know it happens with a lot of consoles. They come up with bundles with other games involved. Mm. Um, so you get, you start seeing ones that crop up that say, hey, get into the Switch and this particular game for this set cost. Those are the times where it's like, yes, if, you, if you're a little bit in two minds over it, that's the time because you're going to be able to get it a bit cheaper. You're going to still get all the, all the stuff that is available now, um, just at a slightly maybe different cost and, and kind of go from there. I think, yeah, I agree with the point with like what I would classify as people who maybe aren't gamers or aren't like, you know, sort of like into gaming directly. If my point with like anyone who isn't maybe into gaming and almost like anyone who wasn't like, oh, I'm going to get a Switch is if you haven't made a decision by now, especially to get a Switch, minimally wait up until... November, December, even with Super Mario Odyssey coming out in October. Mm. Reason November, December, you're going to get a lot of bundles, or at least I would hope you'd get bundles for holiday season because brick and mortar retailers, you know, the shops that actually exist on the street, they're going to want to try and get your business. So obviously they're going to try and give you good deals on the Nintendo Switch. More importantly, by that time, you should have a big enough library of games that you're not going to get bored. Because the biggest thing that I don't mind is I don't mind even replaying through the DLC for Breath of the Wild while I'm waiting for more games to come out. It's going to be a difficult ask for you to then spend 15 or £17 on an expansion pass for a game that you have because it almost will feel like maybe you're not getting fresh new stuff for it. Whereas getting a PS4, for example, you'll find that you have a catalogue of years of games with lots of good ones in there that you can play straight up. And, and also, also and places you can go to get those games cheaper. You know, you've got the, the second-hand curve markets and stuff as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't have that yet, with really, with things like the Switch. It doesn't exist at all. No. no. And then additionally to that, it's things like, we don't yet know how the multiplayer is going to run. You know, voice chat, stuff like that. There's been uh, rumours in the works with how that's going to run. Mm. Um, and it's just waiting to see how that kind of comes together. Because even it could have a very good, wonderful kind of online multiplayer life, but we just don't know yet. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, I don't really trust what it can be until I see what it actually is. Yeah. Um, and so they're all just potentials at this point. 
yeah, I hope you've enjoyed our review slash overview of the Nintendo Switch slash rant, slash rant four <laughs> months on. Um, this is an extra long episode. This is likely perfect for the fact that we're now on a new place of where our podcasts are hosts. Yet again, if you're listening to this and you haven't resubscribed, you may need to resubscribe. We will clarify it. Don't worry. There'll be an interim update that I'll make about it as well. Um, but yeah, we still have our Twitter. That's still the same. Don't that's, worry. That's staying in yeah, place. That's staying in place. We're not going to be gone in 50 days. Um, <laughs> that's still at Afro in the eye. Tell us if we're bad. Tell us if we're good. Tell us if, if you we... want to switch anything up. Yes. Why for the second time? <laughs> Everyone tweet at BATV Hobbit. We want to switch up your bad puns. That's yet again at BATV Hobbit. We want to switch up your bad puns. Maybe put like a, a gif in there of like Chog. Oh, Colton I do like gifs. I do like gifs. Just put, just put Colton doing the Colton dance <laughs> from, from Fresh Prince of Bel Air. That'll be fine. Absolutely. Yeah. But enjoy. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.